Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, hey, eyeballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-despondent Louis Fox. That's right. I only talk smack about ponds. Oh, you do? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, your pond has so few frogs, a snake wouldn't even hang out by it for lunch. (laughs) Well, uh, so I started a, uh, I should say we started a sort of creative group with our friends, um, so that we can like help each other sort of stay accountable to our creativity and come up with stuff. And one of the people in the group like sort of put this theory out. He's like, does comedy have to be negative? <laughs> yeah. Right? They said comedy has to be negative because uh, it's, it's got to make fun of somebody. Yeah. So we have this thread of positive. Right. So he So he was like, can you write a sort of positive joke? Um, and then here are some of the positive jokes that the people in the group wrote. My mother is so kind. She actually said this of Hitler's early art. You know, he did have something. <laughs> okay. Your mom is so nice. She sees the positive in everything. She saw a car wreck and said, who doesn't love riding in ambulances? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> she, saw, she saw some arson was like, those kids really do love fire trucks. <laughs> See, they're, we're keeping the fire truck industry alive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Your mom is so nice. When I poop at your house, she wipes for me. <laughs> yeah, that's a good mom. <laughs> I got pulled over by a cop for a BS reason, but at least he gave me a negative .02 handicap on my breathalyzer. Yeah, those are the two places you want a nice handicap is to even the playing right. field is golf and DUI scenarios. <laughs> Every time my dad hit me, he was sincerely apologetic. <laughs> Stop making me do this. <laughs> Your mom is so fine, I'll even sit down and watch Fox News with her. <laughs> See, that's a great one. <laughs> Very positive. Yeah, so I thought that was an interesting because I had never really thought about that. And uh, yeah, you know, you can be positive, you know, in your insult comedy, I guess. Yeah, it's got to be uplifting. It's, that's what it's all about now is bringing people up. So you got to be not don't diss the pond, Louie. Uplift the pond. Your pond has so few frogs, it doesn't attract snakes. Oh, yes. Great job, Louie. (laughs) I give you a B- minus in your assignment. (laughs) That was like the exact same joke. (laughs) All right, Louie, let's get to the stories. Let's do it. This story comes from FortWayneNBC.com. That's a news source more reliable than a long-haul trucker on Xanax. Yeah, that wouldn't be very safe, I don't think, Louie. <laughs> nope. Taking any kind of prescription drugs is unsafe. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. You're better off just naturally flowing through it. I guess so. Uh, this story goes, for sleepy Hong Kong residents, five-hour bus tour 
is a snooze. <laughs> I, l- I like this. I'm a fan of this. All right. So this is in Hong Kong. It says travel starved, sleep deprived residents might find a new Hong Kong bus tour to be a snooze. The 76 kilometer 47 mile five hour ride on a regular double decker bus around the territory is meant to appeal to people who are easily lulled asleep by long rides. It was inspired by the tendency of tired commuters to fall asleep on public transit. Can you imagine the guys like I've always dreamed of seeing the great wall, the forbidden palace. Now I can see them in my dreams. <laughs> right. It's like, what'd you see on your bus tour? Uh, th- nothing. We accidentally booked the sleeping bus tour <laughs> and we slept through the whole thing. <laughs> The whole tour went by in a blink of an eye. (laughs) When we were brainstorming new tours, I saw a social media post from my friend saying that he was stressed out by his work. He couldn't sleep at night, said Kenneth Kong, the marketing and business development manager of Ulu Travel, the organizer of the bus tours. But when he was traveling on the bus, he was able to sleep well. His post inspired us to create this tour that lets passengers just sleep on the bus. Why would you even need to buy a tour? I just booked the longest, cheapest trip I could find and just sleep on it well yeah but this is like it comes full circle right so you know yeah you take the number five bus it's gonna take you to everett but then it's gonna dump you right back in seattle <laughs> yeah yeah it's true tickets cost between 13 dollars to 51 dollars per person depending on whether they chose seats on the upper or lower deck a goodie bag for passengers includes an eye mask and earplugs for better sleep did they not know for like ten dollars they can buy a ticket to a hypnotist show <laughs> Well, I love that the, the difference in prices, right? Like $13, you're in the snoring section. <laughs> I, I specifically requested no snoring. <laughs> $15, you're in the night terror. <laughs> Just people screaming. <laughs> the first sleeping bus tour last Saturday sold out entirely. Some passengers came prepared, bringing their own blankets and changing their shoes to slippers while others brought travel pillows. This is it's going to be people in like that mud mask. There's going to be some sketchy stuff going on on the sleep bus. Oh, yeah. I can just imagine the end of it is when someone brings on their baby who can't sleep. (laughs) Right. I've been suffering from insomnia, so I am here to try and get some sleep, said 25-year-old Ansan Kong, one of the passengers on the first bus tour. He said that the tour was a good idea and more interesting than he expected. Wow. So that means he didn't sleep. That means he was awake. (laughs) Yeah. Right. He was like, I was taking in all the sights. He's like, I totally could have slept if it wasn't for the damn tour guide telling me all the facts about the city. (laughs) Yeah. Right. On Saturday's tour, the bus stops so passengers could take photos at scenic spots on the city's Lantau Island. One stop was the aircraft maintenance area near Hong Kong's airport where passengers can snag selfies with aircraft in the background. This is more like a short power nap. Thing if you have to get up all the time. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it is a tour, so I guess they are still tr- selling it as like a sightseeing tour that you can sleep on, right? But you can do that on a regular sightseeing. Yeah, tour. it's very weird. It's like, yeah, I mean, they, you know, you're you're in the middle of a deep sleep. You're the, you know, the first time you've slept in two weeks, and the, the guy gets on. All right, folks, everyone off the bus, go take your pictures. We're going to do 15 minutes here at the aircraft carrier station. You know, it's like, what the, what is the point of this? Yeah. Why, why are we at the airport on the <laughs> runway trying to sleep here? Another passenger, Marco Young, said that he joined the tour because he usually falls asleep on long distance bus journeys, saying it was a great opportunity to get some sleep. The, the, tendons, the, the infrastructure already exists for this. This guy just said, like, I already do this. 
Yeah, right? But this might be a cheaper option, right? The tendency to fall asleep on public transit is a type of conditioning, according to Dr. Shirley Lee, the principal investigator of the Sleep Research Clinic and Laboratory at the University of Hong Kong. People in Hong Kong don't have enough time to sleep, Lee said. That's why we have to kind of use other times to sleep, which is our daily commute, especially when we're traveling on public transit. I only sleep in meetings. Uh, I sleep while my wife's uh, having childbirth. And I slept during my uh, wedding. I don't don't think I'm legally married. For some people, they may tend to associate public transport with their sleep. And that's why they found it's easier to fall asleep on the bus, she said. I fall asleep the moment I sit down on a plane. I am out. Yeah. And I think it is conditioning. It's a good time to sleep. Um, I fall asleep when the plane takes off, which I, I had read is not good. You're supposed to stay awake for that. Oh, really? Yeah, it has to do with like, I don't know, conditioning myself to sleep on planes, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So what do you think about this, Louis? Well, you know, I've been doing this for a long. I always fly to Europe just to sleep on the plane and then fly back. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you get that uh, that super saver sleep fare. (laughs) The sleeper fare. They should have that, right? You don't get off the plane. It's just 13 hours to, uh, you know to dubai and then 13 hours back yeah and then you're good to go for the rest of the month (laughs) you sleep banked it (laughs) yeah i paid it forward (laughs) all right i think this is kind of silly but uh you know hey if it's helping people out and uh why not right exactly all right This story comes from king5.com. That's a news source more reliable than a blind medical examiner. You don't think so? You don't think, you know, like you lose this your one sense and like it, it heightens your others like sense, <laughs> you're touch. Like, you're like, smells like, smells like strangulation marks. <laughs> exactly. Right? <laughs> smells like he died of a col- uh, colon cancer. <laughs> He's like a a death-sniffing dog. (laughs) Exactly, dude. (laughs) Okay, so we have connections to this this story in a couple different ways. Uh, One that we... uh, Ella attended one of these events. I was supposed to attend one of the events. I know one of the organizers of this event. Yep, I know the talent uh, booker. Yeah, so we are slightly connected to this, and we are both horrified at this particular story yes am i am am i speaking correctly in that i don't want to speak for you but i do feel like we we since we talked about this story it has been we thought it was gross yes we thought it was gross yeah and it's actually kind of blown up a lot too it's gotten picked up by a bunch of more national news sources too as it should and it goes family of a man dissected at autopsy event says they didn't give consent i it wasn't an autopsy event i don't know why they wrote that that was actually not accurate it was uh so this happened at a curiosity expo and this curiosity expo tours around the country and uh so that's what it was part of yeah it was an extra charge event so when we mentioned my daughter was there she wasn't at this extra charge event yeah she was at the expo um so i was supposed to go to this particular one the one in portland uh i didn't end up going 
But um, so the expo, it was sort of associated with the expo. So it was separate, but it was associated with it. Yes. So a man who died of COVID-19 was dissected in front of a paying audience and his widow had no idea. The family of David Saunders, 98, learned of the autopsy from a King 5 investigation that exposed the October 17th cadaver class in Portland, Oregon. A similar event in Seattle was canceled. I'm amazed that they did cancel it and whoever the guy running it wasn't just like, where's my money? Like, So do you think that they canceled it due to sort of some negative back? Backlash, or I, that's what I think. Gotcha. Event organizers sold tickets for up to five hundred dollars to the public to view in person the autopsy and dissection of a human body. The event is part of the Oddities and Curiosities Expo, which travels across the country. Well, five hundred dollars is quite a lot of money. I can't. I mean, it's not like. I mean, it's an exposition, right? It's not like a class where you actually learn to dissect something. Well, and I think you could do this for free. I. Th- think like if you go to the medical examiner i think they have to let you because that's a, a public thing you have to be able to uh, you can oversee it yeah i mean 500 i mean that's it just it just has a stench of like hipster how cool are we like you know like these hipsters are taking selfies with this dead body while they're drinking pbr and think it's awesome yeah combing their beards right <laughs> i mean 500 dollars to watch i mean i'd pay 500 dollars to keep a foot yeah but not, not to watch i have paid 500 dollars <laughs> to keep a foot <laughs> for 500 dollars, you could be like that's like the vip ticket to bruce springsteen right and it he's makes, he's way better on stage than uh, a cadaver right it makes me really feel sad and that this gentleman was not given the dignity and the respect that he deserved and what he thought and his family thought would be happening to his body said mike clark a funeral director in baton rouge louisiana i know the family's like we thought he donated his body to the body farm in tennessee where they do something dignified like throw him (laughs) in the trunk of a car and light it on fire yeah we thought he was going to be embodies the exhibition where he's like shooting basketball (laughs) (laughs) we thought they were just gonna tan him and make a rug out of him (laughs) clark handled the preparation of saunders bodies as it was handed off to a private company that the family thought would use his corpse for medical research instead Saunders ended up in a Portland Marriott Hotel ballroom as the centerpiece of an autopsy and dissection before a live paying audience. Can you imagine being the bartender in that ballroom? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like, I've seen some weird. I've seen seen an Indian wedding. Then we got this autopsy, and later tonight we got a quinceanera. <laughs> I was totally horrified, Clark said. Our whole staff was horrified that this is what had happened to a gentleman that he and his family thought that his body was going for the advancement of medical students. Clark said MedEd Labs, a Las Vegas company that solicits body donations purportedly for medical and science research, never told him or the family that Sanders' remains will be used in such a manner. He also said the funeral home has stopped working with MedEd Labs. So I think this show, this highlights though, all the people that make money off of you donating your body. Right? The the product doesn't make a dollar, but everyone else, the, the funeral director who prepares it, the person who resells it, and the guy who sells VIP tickets to it. Absolutely. However, the events organizer, founder of DeathScience.org, Jeremy Siliberto, told King 5 that the donor and his family did give consent. I can guarantee that the man knew his body would be used for medical research, Siliberto said. That's where he's being really dishonest because that's what they said that he donated his body for research. But 
an autopsy for funsies isn't research. Yeah, no. And it's exactly, right? It's not it's not an actual there wasn't a class. It was an exposition, right? So it's yes. like you get to pay money and watch me have sex with this donkey. <laughs> That happens in Mexico. It's for medical research. Day. It's for medical research. <laughs> That's my. Th- I'm gonna start doing everything. Like when I get pulled over by a cop. Did you know you were speeding? It's medical research. I was doing medical research. How much? How fast I could go? I was seeing how quickly these three beers go through me at 80 miles an hour. <laughs> Oops. It is. An administrator for MedEd Labs, the firm that sold Sanders Corpse to Silberto, said Silberto was beyond dishonest in his dealings with MedEd. Abtin Nasiri said Silberto claimed he would use the body for a medical class. According to Sanders' death certificate, he died of COVID-19, meaning a potentially infectious body was dissected at an event where people were invited to examine and touch the body. That, that see, so, okay, so tickets to this were either $250 or $500. So $200, $250 is you don't get to touch, $500 you get to touch. Why would you, why would you want to touch it? I don't understand, like... What? Why you would pay two hundred fifty dollars to touch a dead body? Yeah, I don't either. That's that's where it gets weird. Yeah. Now Siri could not explain why he supplied a COVID infected donor to a client, although he said his company usually checks that out. It sounds like he's just covering his tracks. It sounds like everyone's shifty. At, like, and it sounds like no one vets anything. So if I was like, "Hey, I'd like to buy a corpse," and they're like, "What are you using it for?" and I go. Necrophy. I mean, uh, medical research. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I saw that. He says, although we do normally check that out, but when we're selling it to nefarious characters and suspicious people, we don't really look too much. If you come in and twirl your mustache, I'm not doing much background checking. <laughs> if you are wearing a uh, Jameson T-shirt when you come in to talk to me, <laughs> if you if you're a wink and off- a nod deal, <laughs> if your first offer is organic honey for the body. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so what do you think about this, Louis? I think so many things failed coming up with this guy's intention of what would happen to his body. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were dishonest as well. We're not telling the whole truth. Right. I just think shame on everybody, right? I mean, shame on the company that didn't, who gave a COVID-19 body to a medical examiner, not without properly sort of vetting them shame on them for putting this on display at a hipster hotel for a, you know, an oddities convention. And then in another, in another interview, I read the local medical examiner tried to stop it and they ended up contacting the hotel and the hotel's like, look, we rent the room. What happens in that room's not our deal. I'm like, wait, mm, what? Yeah. That's silly. But if I try and bring my own alcohol in the room, you'll shut me down real quick. Yeah, right? Oh, you know, we had Dexter last week. He, <laughs> he regularly rent. We don't know what he does exactly, but, you know, we do find a little blood stains all over the place. Yeah, we had Teenage Fight Club the other night. <laughs> yeah, just like, what the fuck? They, whatever. When they rent the room, once they close the doors, <laughs> whatever goes on in there is not up to us. Yeah. I, I guarantee if I went to the Marriott, I'm like, here's the deal. We're going to have a satanic goat sacrifice night. They'd be like, no. No questions asked. No. Okay, sir. <laughs> just pay the we deposit. just ask you to fold up the chairs <laughs> when you're done. <laughs> just turn off the lights when you're done. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's shame on everybody. And, you know, it's unfortunate that this is associated with the Oddies and Curiosities Expos because I am hoping that this catches on to be a regular thing around the United States. And it's just, you know, we don't need that. That's the thing is like, we don't need to sort of uh, have that sort of glorific 
I don't know. It just seems it, it just seems grandiose. Right? It should be it honestly, if they want to do it, you bring it like have a field trip to the college. Exactly, right? Hey, ten bucks will give you a ride down to the college. We're gonna do the we're gonna have a the the county's medical examiner dissect this body because they're doing it anyways, and we can all watch ten bucks. You know? uh, yeah, like, and then and then and then we're donating the money to like, you know, whatever charity that pays for uh, what do they call it? Indigent people who can't afford their own burial or whatever. Exactly. And I think that was something that you said earlier when we were talking about this was that the family didn't get any of that money. You know, it's yeah. like if the, if the family had gotten some of the money, I think it might've been a little bit easier to swallow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I could donate my body specifically to this, I'd be down. Yeah. Right. Whereas, okay. Like you can dissect me for 500 bucks, but all my money goes to my family. Right. It's like, yeah. sell as many tickets as you want. Yeah, dude, you can have like thousand bucks. They can, they, you can have the necrophiliac section. <laughs> well, that's care. what I say. When <laughs> I die, when I die, I want to be donated to a necrophilia conference. Right. <laughs> Like, cause then I'm still getting some, you know, they probably have a hard time finding bodies, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, it's happening safely. It's not happening in a dark alley. Yeah. You can't knock me up at that point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You don't think that IUD will stop working inside you (laughs) after your death? Yeah. It's a sad story. We do, we do make some laughy laugh, but, uh, no, it is. Yeah. It's sad, but you know, shame on these people and, uh, I hope they get their shit together. Yeah. It's the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. That's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening, so much for giving us a five-star review. I'm just assuming that you're doing that. I'm assuming you've checked that off your to-do list. It's been checked off three times for all the different platforms we're available on. Absolutely. And you should log in as somebody else and then also give us a review. Yeah, create some burner accounts to log into. (laughs) You can also become a Patreon contributor by visiting our website, autonoffbeat.com, and clicking on the Patreon link. That's right. For just a few bucks a month, you can get crazy things like postcards from the road. You can get good vibes. You can I can send you a magic trick. Tons of stuff. Well, we just got some cool new die-cut stickers, Odd and Offbeat Podcast stickers, and all of our Patreon contributors should have received those in the mail. So if you want Ooh. one of those, go become a Patreon member and get your own die-cut sticker. Or just send us five bucks and we'll send you one. <laughs> Where can people see you this week, Louie? Oh, this week, the big Thanksgiving week, you can see me doing nothing. Um, nice. I'll be, <laughs> from the 28th through the 1st, I'll be in San Antonio at a fair conference. So if you're in San Antonio and you want to kick it and have lunch, breakfast, or whatever, just hit me up. Nice. Where can they catch you? I am going to be in Swanka, Ecuador. I'm going to be up uh, traveling on one of the most dangerous railways in the world, in the Andes. And then uh, that's where we're going to be spending our Thanksgiving. And then uh, in Swanka, Swanka, Ecuador, and then we're gonna fly back, and I'll be uh, be home, relax, maxing and relaxing before my holiday party season gets started. <laughs> Your busy, busy <laughs> holiday party. You know season. it. <laughs> uh, so, folks, if you want to send us a message, you could do so at info at oddandoffbeat dot com. We are always looking for weird news stories that we can check out. And, uh, and you can send us a message. Just say hi. Tell us how, how we're doing. Tell us how you're yeah. doing. We want to hear from you. Let us know. Write us a haiku. I'll take a limerick. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. And if you can put Swanka Ecuador in the actual haiku, you get bonus points. We'll send you a free sticker. <laughs> you send us a sweet limerick. There once was a man from Swanka Ecuador. <laughs> 
And that's it. That's there's nothing. Whose favorite Star Wars planet was Endor? <laughs> nice, Louie. Good job. I'm halfway. I just set up half the the limerick for whoever's <laughs> gonna score a free sticker. Absolutely. Well, folks, we want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Gracias por escuchar the Odd Enough Beat podcast.